Friendshiping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. This episode is sponsored by Overcast, a better podcast app than whatever you're using right now, unless it's Overcast. Get Overcast for free on the App Store. I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This is Friendshiping! And the theme this week is... Weddings? Weddings? Ah! (laughs) Friendship between humans has many benefits, but sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. And then she put coconut oil up her hoo-ha. What?! Wow. I mean, I've heard that that's, that's a good way to get your hoo-ha loops. So but... it was a weird weekend for... Oh, hey, we're, oh, we're recording. recording! We're recording right now. Oh, great. <laughs> uh, but on the subject of putting coconut oil into holes, uh, it's not a bad idea. Don't put it in your vagina. Mm-mm. You can put it in your butt, though. Really? Yes. Good to know. Yeah, yeah. You can put a lot of things in your butt. <laughs> well, this has been friendship thing. <laughs> Uh, so, so as everybody knows, Jen is throwing a huge party that I'm particularly excited about. I thought you were going to say that I hope to be invited to. <laughs> well, I do. Yeah. You know, you I've, fingers crossed. So we're talking about weddings this episode because uh, suddenly everybody is uh, getting married because it's springtime and everybody's horny. Yep, everyone's horny for marriage. Oh, <laughs> horny for commitment. Yep. Yeah, I'm really excited to get legally bound to somebody for the rest of my life. I like you so much that I want to get the government involved. <laughs> That's what a marriage is. Isn't that weird? I love it. I want to get a tax break for how much I like you. Yeah. Hey, baby, let's... Uh, get on the same health care plan. Hey, mm. sexy. Oh, oh a Uh So there are lots of ins and outs and, ooh, ins and outs. Sorry, we guess. get a lot of questions about weddings a and lot. etiquette yes. and a lot of complaints, frankly. Yes. <laughs> Most of the questions are just really thinly disguised venting. So if you, whether you are a wedding guest, a wedding attendant, which is going to be our catch-all for groomsman, groomswoman, groomsperson, mm-hmm. brideperson, uh, or you are maybe somebody who is becoming legally bound in a court of law. Yeah, maybe in you front of your family are going to commit yourself to another person for the rest of your life legally somehow that still sounds a little romantic to me oh me too i know yeah. right the, the health insurance thing actually is very romantic to me really oh, i don't i think it's cute we're gonna take care of each other yeah i don't know yeah. i think that's sweet as as much as i would love single payer yeah i mean it's a <laughs> fucked up system but right it's also very romantic <laughs> so where do you want to start do you want to start because uh, there's happy couple there's uh attendant there's uh you know people who are are getting there where do we want to start jen Let's start with I'm part- you're the bride. Oh, true. oh, and you're wearing white today. Oh, I am. Oh, incidentally, no. it's because I'm a virgin. <laughs> so let's start with the happy couple thing and go into then I'm part of the wedding because I feel like those are very that's cool. Because I'm going to spend a, a lot of time lecturing the person in my position. <laughs> so I want to start off this section with a question that's actually we don't have on the list. Okay, but I've heard this before, and uh. And I and it, I thought of it because you were like, oh, like my virginal whites. So uh, I've had friends get married who are deeply religious, mm-hmm. which would make them not do certain things to each other until after the <laughs> wedding day. Anal. <laughs> Honestly, 
a lot of a lot well, of them do the anal because it's the, the the hole that Jesus doesn't mind, yeah. I guess. But uh, the sorry, everyone. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm not sorry. No apologies. That's that's Make no apologies for that. Yeah, I had a friend be like, "Should I sit her down and tell her about?" her clitoris oh. <laughs> and how to get her husband to do the good things to it. It depends how close you are as friends. You have to be so close. Yeah. You have to be genitals close. I mean, you know, they're, hmm. well, you already know the status of their hoo-ha, so yeah. you must be a little bit close. Like, as long as you're not assuming hoo-ha status. <laughs> I don't know how else to talk about virginity. Because I've been, I so I had a friend who got wedded yeah before hoo-hahs were touched so and did ask me see that's what i was gonna say that went well okay yeah yeah. so it's got to be an opt-in situation and also like i maybe they didn't diddle and maybe they will continue to not diddle you don't know true that first of all but uh, there are so many videos on the internet that they could watch (laughs) <laughs> There's also so many bad videos on the internet they could watch. Right, but that's also how people who have sex before marriage were taught. Yeah, that's true. You know? Yeah. That's the thing I think, that's the point I really want to make, is like if your Christian friends are getting married and you know that cherry ain't been plucked. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe throw yourself in there and be like, hey, no. want, want to, should I want me in the mix? No. <laughs> Not like that. I mean, like, as yeah. an educational... I like I would I would what I would roll up to my cherry having friend, put my arm around her and just be like, just so you know, I know I know some things. I, 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 better, around, I better around the block. I don't mean to to yeah. brag or anything, yeah, but, but I'm kind of a slut. <laughs> and it's awesome. <laughs> Let me teach you how to be a wedded slut. Let me teach you how to be a slut for your husband. Oh, that's definitely a category on Pornhub that I don't. Well, slut for the Lord. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. No, that's for Ugh. sure a thing. Oh, wow. So uh, in conclusion to this horrible <laughs> sidebar that we just had is if your friend is virginal and is about to make that not happen anymore, uh, they need to reach out to you first or you have to be hilarious about it and in a status where you are dead sure they haven't fucked yet. Yeah. I mean, you have to be dead sure. You can leave some pamphlets on their doorstep and run away. Yeah. Send them some websites. Yeah. Anonymously. They, yes. Yeah. Um, I had a friend who was so, was so like, I don't know what to do with a penis whatsoever. Yeah. That her oh, bachelorette party was somebody does? coming, <laughs> somebody coming over to teach us how to penis. And I skipped that bachelorette party. Damn it! Oh, Trin, why did you dangle that carrot? I so badly want to know what you learned. I know a few. So I came over and they had worksheets. There were worksheets. Okay, this is about to get friendshiping after dark. Yes. Kids, close your ears. Trin, was it like a like an HJ, a BJ? So they, what was going on? She literally brought the the woman who came over. Literally brought like cucumbers and lube. <laughs> not not for self. Yeah. <laughs> Not to do things with, Just but to, to educational to pra- purposes. To practice. Right. Uh, and um, they talked about, like, gag reflex. Okay, Jaw sure. stuff. Yeah. And at the end of the day, as I read their, I read their worksheets, because I, 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 I made plans so that I didn't have to go to this bachelorette party. Honestly, I don't hate the idea of educating yourself. Well, right, but yeah. here's the thing. Like, okay, if you're talking specifically a penis-having person, there are very few ways to go wrong with a dick. You just gotta. Put- I just. I didn't want to say anything because I wanted that to like. I wanted the silence <laughs> to be like very profound. Yeah, there's not too many ways to go wrong. 
well, I just think there's less resources for the for the other for the people who need to to please a vagina. Yeah, thank yes. you. Yeah, that was the best way I could say it. There are not enough vagina no. pleasing courses. Then that was what bothered me about it. Absolutely. You know, it's because I know that that guy went to a strip club. Right. You know, fuck that. And then she's at home learning about a dick. Yeah. And he's not learning how to uh, not jam his fingers up there. Like he's wash your hands, clip your fingernails. Yeah. Right. Right. Where's the male equivalent to being taught all this? So, you know what? Let's take I'm going to set a timer for one minute and let's just give as much sex advice to people dealing with vaginas for the first time as we can. I love this. This is great. All right. Three to one so uh, i what we said we weren't joking wash your hands clip your fingernails yeah that's not a joke you got to re- actually do that yeah please get un- clean under the nails yep um you gotta uh, have clean soft hands yes moisturize yeah yes um uh you brush your teeth if you are if you are a person that has the vagina <laughs> yes if you are very tense and not relaxed things aren't going to go great downtown no it's going to be like it's not going to feel good. Right. And it should always feel pretty good. Yes. If things yeah. don't feel good, then that means you should try something different. Yes. Yes. Communication is sexy. Yes. Listen, listen to, e- to each other's uh, moans and grunt sounds. Yeah. And communicate what you feel comfortable communicating. Yes. But a lot of people I know with vaginas are, have no confidence in communicating. Ten seconds. Yes. What else? What else? Uh, so uh, communicate as much as you can. Send an email. Yeah. Send some gifts. Have a have a postmortem afterwards. And done. <laughs> we did great. That is the sexiest this show has ever gotten, I that think. That was the most sexful. Man, I bet you guys are all warm and bothered. I from bet our, everyone's all horned up. From our sexy sex words. Sorry if you're commuting to work right now. Oh, man. All right. So moving on. Um, <laughs> the next part of the happy couple that doesn't have anything to do with genitalia. My attendants won't do what I tell them to do. So my bridesmaids won't uh, bridesmaid me the way that I wish. What are some ways people would say no to you as a bride, you think? Uh, I think (laughs) on the wedding day, it's my understanding that no one says no to the bride, which is a very (laughs) dangerous precedent to set. Just on the day of everyone does what I say. But we're actually talking about like the year leading up to it. Yes. Because the most important thing to understand, like the golden rule of weddings is even though you're getting married, it's not a license to be an asshole. No. You don't. You're not an auto forgive or auto do whatever you want. Right. Like you're not like I know it feels like you're the princess, prince, uh, regent. Uh, but but no, you are not. They are still your friends and you still have a standing relationship with them and you hopefully will continue after the wedding. Yeah. Friendship rules still apply. Right. You still have to be kind. Exactly. Um, but having said that, you did pick attendance based on the people that that you want helping you. So I would say the first thing is make sure you pick your asks. So uh, if it's dealing with your horrible, horrible racist family, um, then the ask is, could you show up and not yell? That's the only ask you get. I think that's great. You if you know? have a really close friend that's good at de-escalating and distracting, they yeah. can maybe act act as a buffer. We will, and I think we'll get more into the uh, their shitty family. Yeah, yeah. Later, God, that's a whole section for that's weddings. That's a whole thing. Yeah. Um, you are not allowed to be like, okay, uh, at the, at the um, what's it, the, what do they call when they give gifts to a bride? Shower. Yes. Yeah. Um, you're not allowed to be like, I need all eight of my bridesmaids to wear pink to this. 
I need all of my attendants to definitely go to this strip club, regardless of the parameters of like how they feel about sex in their relationship. Like though, like you have to still temper. Oh, that is such good advice, Trin. Like, yeah, just because you've designated them for this role, they're still themselves. Yeah. You don't get to change their identity and what they're comfortable with. Yes. So I think you should only pick people to be part of your wedding in this way if you are comfortable feeling stressed and you have open communication. Yeah. Like if you are good being anxious around each other. Yeah. And like if you're not, then they can't be part of this because it is a lot of work and a lot of decision making and you're going to have decision fatigue and you're going to feel overworked and stressed and worried. And like you, if you if you being like that will make you lash out, pick the people that will forgive you because you're going to be ready to apologize to them. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, have you never apologized to a friend before? Okay, well, <laughs> you, you got to start. <laughs> now is the time. Yeah, yeah. You're going to need to be ready for that. And uh, and also just making your parameters super, super clear. So if you are expecting everybody to buy, I don't know how much tuxes cost, but if you're like, you are buying a $2,000 tux for this, you better say that right the frick up front so somebody will be able to say no. Oh, that is so good. Be ready with what you have a list of what you expect of your bridal party. Right. Yeah. And if it's like, I need you to show up to these things, I mean, it might very well be that they're excited to go to all those things. Um, but if you have a list of dates and you're like, you have to make all of these things, this is really, really important and they can't, then you you have to make it clear. You just have to. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think it's really in the. Be- so it sucks to be you if your wedding is in a few weeks. But if yours is in like a year, then <laughs> perfect. great advice for you. What else, Jen? What should we tell the brides and grooms and, and other people getting married who don't gender? So one thing I would say be prepared for uh, is that weddings and ceremonies and any formal wedding thing really invites opinions. Oh, yeah. People got opinions, like Everywhere. a lot of them. Like there's and I think it's important to keep in mind, like there's some stuff you will compromise on and some stuff you just won't. Like, for example, me, I have no interest in getting married at a church. It's just it's just not me or the person I'm marrying not doesn't work for them either. Um, and I'm like doing away with a lot of gendered traditional stuff. Uh, but there's one thing I actually, I'm surprised that I've decided to keep this and that is the aisle walking down the aisle. Oh. I didn't really feel comfortable doing that one. Cause it's weird to have everyone turn and look at me. It's just weird. Like there's, I have a face made for podcasts. Okay. Like, uh, no! <laughs> uh, so, but uh, speaking about faces, first of all, I like your face very much. Thank you. Second, um, uh, one time, so the first time I was ever in a wedding, I was a junior bridesmaid and I was walking down the aisle for the first time. I had no idea what to do with my face. Right. So there's all these pictures of me at 12 years old trying not to smile. <laughs> Because it's a very solemn affair. Yeah, like I didn't know what to do. And when I got down the aisle, like all the other bridesmaids were like, what were you doing with your face? That is so, you were 12. No one should ask a 12-year-old that. Yeah, and then I got my dress stuck in the church pew. It was a whole thing. That's adorable. It was quite a day. I hope that stuff happens at my wedding. It's (laughs) wonderful. But so uh, what I was going to say is like that would, walking down the aisle and everybody turned would seem very stressful to me unless I practiced in the mirror the face I would do for the aisle walk. Exactly. So can you show me your aisle face? Oh, it's gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> so the reason I compromised on the aisle is, uh, uh, you know, well, obviously, like, tradition is, like, giving the bride away. Like, here, do you want two goats? And then you can have my daughter or whatever. Like, that's how it works. Yes. <laughs> it's fine. I was, just, I was so mad about the goats. Yeah. So, like, I didn't even want to. I know everyone knows that that's outdated. But and everyone knows you're worth at least six goats. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, but then I was, like, looking at wedding dresses. And I was kind of, like, half talking to um, my dad. Like, we were having, like, a side conversation. And 
uh, I was like, yeah, if I, if I do decide to walk down the aisle, I think I would rather have both my parents do it. And my dad, who just, I think, just assumed that I wouldn't have anyone walk me down the aisle, uh, his face, he was like, the had the look of like, I thought, he, I think he might have teared up a little bit. Aww. He was so joyous that he got quiet. When my dad's really happy, he just gets quiet and listens. And that happened. And I was like, oh, wow. I just, he just had a moment. That's really pretty. And I was like, okay, well, now I want to do it because it makes him happy and it's worth it. Like, honestly, there's some things you'll compromise on that you feel strongly about, which is what I'm learning. And I I don't even know, is compromise even the right word? Because it's like, you are incorporating your family in a way that is comfortable for you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, if if the... If you want to get walked down the aisle, it doesn't have to be a two goats thing if you don't want it totally. to be. Totally. Yeah. Oh, I would love to have some goats at my wedding, though. Oh, wouldn't that be dope? <laughs> so, like, everyone always says, like, it's your day, it's your day, it's your day. But it's also not your day. <laughs> it's a lot of people's a, day, a, if you want to be perfectly honest. Honestly, yeah. The only way it's only if your day is if no one else comes yes. except you and the partner. Which, by the way, you can totally do. That's fucking awesome. I know a lot of people that have done that and they have no regrets. Um, and honestly, my feeling is I'm going to have a great time no matter what. I get to get married and wear a dress that I really like. Uh, but I also like want people there to have fun. Yeah. So the day really is about my friends. Yeah, it's a, it's a party. Because if it wasn't about other people, you wouldn't have a party. That's exactly it. Yeah, yeah. It's your day, but you get, you're sharing it. Yeah. And and so and it sucks and is very hard to be <laughs> yes. the center of a party and also to be in charge of that party, which most people are. Most people don't hire wedding planners mm-hmm. or like or whatever, um, which actually brings us back to like the attendance sort of thing is like that's why you have it's ostensibly why you have uh, attendance is to help you with like little bullshit or whatever. And mm-hmm. like uh, and uh, and that's, I think, a, a, maybe a way to pick your attendance too. You know, people who are comfortable with doing little bullshit tasks and helping you at the party. I love bullshit tasks. Yeah, me too. So, um, on the subject of attendance, one thing I wanted to say that we didn't mention earlier that I think is important is um, so we're talking about compromise, we're talking about friends and family. There are lots of instances in which one of the happy couple, will have way more friends than the other and want like way more attendance than the other side. Oh, yeah, like a like a guest number imbalance? Um like yeah, a guest number imbalance, which I think is less complicated than um here's an example. Yeah. One has eight best friends that they want to be their groomsmen. And then the other side has one sister and like that's really all, and that's all they the, care they, about. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that would be hard. Yeah. So I've seen this solved in a bad way. Yeah, which is uh, the one the the one side said to the other, "Well, you better fill those slots." And no, uh, oh boy, no. so uh, he invited his uh, rugby team, and that's how you get people pissing on the side of the church in the morning. Oh my god! They were so drunk; they barely knew the bride and groom. It was it was a disaster. So I suggest not doing that. Seriously. Like, there's definitely different ways to be comfortable here. Um, I've seen people lend friends to the other side just so it's even. So instead of having eight on one side and one on the other, it's like four of one people. You know what like, I'm saying? Yeah, like you cut them up, like four go on the other side. Right. it doesn't have to be gendered. It doesn't have to be gendered. I, I actually have seen fewer weddings with the genders separated than I have with them mixed up. That's awesome. Which is really cool. That is very cool. Uh, another way that you could do this is just don't give a shit. Yeah, <laughs> that's the best. 
best advice. Who cares? It's yeah. fine. Have all eight of your crew in their plum-colored uh, dresses do their thing, and then have like the groom and his one best friend walk up arm in arm. Yeah, it doesn't have to be. Man, that is such a good point. Like, you know, there's like certain things that everyone expects from a wedding, like an aisle, like so-and-so being there, like flower girls, whatever. But you can, you can knock all that away and not do it. Or you can play with it a little bit and yeah. be like, who cares? The only people you're going to offend, uh, you wouldn't care about offending anyway. It's right. like your great aunt removed. And she will be offended. And who cares? Right. That's the other thing about the whole, like, you know, being part of the happy couple, inviting people and having people to be your bridesmaids. Some people will be offended by the choices that you make. No, isn't that ridiculous? It is. It is. And uh, I would love to say to all of our listeners, try really hard to not be hurt by these decisions because they're difficult. And there are lots of people vying and there's lots of weird family politics. Like your friend might have to have her cousins be her attendants. Absolutely. Like it might be so strict in the family that this person has to be invited. One of my friends got married and uh, it was tradition for because there were four sisters uh, to always have one sister as the, the maid of honor. Mm-hmm. Um, and so her best friend was super offended. Oh, because she couldn't because she couldn't be the maid of honor, be the maid of honor. So they ended up having two co-maids of honor. But uh, what I would suggest is that should that happen to you, please don't be the person that advocates. Let's have two maids of honor. I totally agree. Isn't it kind of... Ugh. Yeah. Be the person who advocates whatever the the bride and groom, whatever the happy couple wants. wants. Be the person that's understanding. Yeah. Like if... We'll we'll get to the uh, guest section, but uh, just uh Yeah. It's actually not about you. It's oddly enough. Yeah. <laughs> I know you are uncomfortable when we are not about you. Yeah. I'm uncomfortable when you're not about me. <laughs> What uh, so? What else about the about the happy couple? Should we talk about the couple wants me to work for free? Oh yeah, let's let's go because we've been talking a ton about attendance. Let's yeah. just go right into the attendance section. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Section two. I'm an attendant of the bride, groom, or other person being married. All right, so let's just go down the line. This dress tux kilt is too goddamn expensive. <laughs> I like your accent. I don't know where it's coming from, but here it is. Stop saying yes. Yeah, I mean, if you have to say no to being in someone's wedding, it's going to be weird. It's going to be difficult, but yeah. you can do it. Right. And yeah. you will not regret it. You won't. You, I, I guarantee you that you will a thousand percent more regret going to and in, investing in a wedding you never wanted to be at. Absolutely. Than you will with the, un, the discomfort of saying no. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. This is not going to be easy, but it is doable. Yeah. Like the bride, groom, happy couple should tell you what is entailed. So if they want you to buy a dress, they should say that. You can ask. You can say, you know, uh, I love you so much and I want to be there for you. I don't know if this is the best way for that because I don't really have the funds. That is so good, Trin. What if you can? Yeah. What if you come back and say, thank you so much for asking me? really moved by this can we talk about more what the expectations would be because i don't i have a lot on my plate this year and i want to make sure i can do the best for you yes i don't have a you know i i don't have a budget for for lots of extra trips or lots of extra nice clothes but what let's talk about this because i want to be there on your day yeah in a way that i can and i mean i hope that happy couples will understand that there are people who can't afford all these damn weddings. Or trips, or oh, meals, or gifts. 
There's a, a, a friend of um, my partner who was almost getting married in Poland. Almost getting married in Poland. Got it. Okay. They, they, they were like, maybe we'll just go to Poland. And then everybody's like, you want me to get on a 10-hour flight for what exactly? Yeah, what? What's happening? How? How? Wow. Yeah, enough people raised their concerns about this. Obviously, I think that it is important to do your best to suit the needs of the happy couple. But when it's something like that. Yeah, you need to understand that people won't be able to accommodate that. Right. And and this is another making your expectations super clear up front situation. Um, what, how, how, what's a good way to say no? Um, no. I don't know you very well anymore. We haven't talked in you a got, very you long gotta, time. You know, an RSVP has a yes and a no option. Yes. You can use the no option. You absolutely can. Send a lovely note. Yes. Probably have to buy a gift, probably. That just reminded me that I have two RSVPs I haven't mailed in. Trang. I know, like a piece of crap, my <laughs> God. Um, what else? Oh, the happy couple asked that I not be myself at their wedding. So they want you to wear some sort of gendered clothing you're uncomfortable with or dye your hair a certain color or cover your tattoos or not wear your religious garb because Aww. it's a special kind of wedding. They, all these things do happen. I know. I'm gasping because it upsets me. It is. It's, these are upsetting things. Yeah. Uh, and to which I say, fuck them. Then don't do it. Yeah. Like, uh, again, we, we always say, like, uh, in this episode, uh, it's cool cool of you to try to default to what the couple wants. Uh, but there are asks that are too much. Yeah. I mean, like crossing gender lines, it's not something I would feel comfortable ever asking my friends to do. Yeah. Like I'm not going to invite my agender friends and be like, you must wear a dress exactly. though. Exactly. That's, that's garbage. That's, that's not okay. There are many compromises you can reach with that. Like um, there are non-gendered uh, formal clothing that you can just match the color Sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there are other options other than you must do this. Right. It's bizarre to me. But if somebody is disrespecting your identity in such a way, um, that is a that is a good time to say, in fact, I do not wish to be an attendant any longer. I think absolutely. I've known somebody who said, "I'm not going to be your bridesmaid because uh, your husband's a dick." That's fantastic. And then that guy cheated on her and they were divorced within the year. And so they were correct. That they were correct. That person was a dick. Yeah, I mean, and sometimes you'll be wrong. Yeah, but sometimes, but still, that's yeah. still a reason not to be in the wedding. Yeah, absolutely. It, whatever reason you have to not be in or attend a wedding, I think is fine. Yeah, me too. The one thing you shouldn't do is bail last minute. <laughs> yeah, that's true. If you're in, you're in. You're kind of in. So like, be ready for what you signed up for, but don't sign up for stuff you don't want to be part of. But let's say um, you said yes and you got a major financial hit. Oh, good one. Um, that means you got to bail on the bachelorette trip. Yeah. That means you uh, need to be honest with the bride and be like, I can help you do this, this, and this, but I can't stand in your wedding because I can't afford the dress. Do you want to do a fake conversation? Yeah. Do you want to play the bride? Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> Jen. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we're, it's going to go just like that. <laughs> Jen, I wanted to talk to you uh, uh, real quick. Do you have a couple minutes? Yeah. Oh, my God. By the way, I'm so excited you're going to be in my wedding. Oh, my God. You're going to love the dress. It's pink and sparkly. Uh, Jen, uh, that's actually exactly what I wanted to talk to you about. I just about. got off the phone with a photographer, and they're so excited to get pictures of us in our outfits. Oh, oh. What did you want to talk to me about? Oh, good question. Um, so uh, 
Unfortunately, I have been going through some financial stuff. As you know, uh, I lost that big contract that I was expecting. Uh, And to be honest, I don't think I'm going to be able to buy the dress and those sorts of things. I'm I'm happy to go to the wedding. I can still make the trip. Um, But I'd like to offer some other things that I can do for you uh, because I know that it's really important for you to have everybody have a nice, like, uniform look and all that. Um, I'm a good uh, MC if you need somebody for the party. Uh, I know how to uh, to write copy if you want somebody to put together like a wedding itinerary. So I have other things I can do. I, I don't want you to be – I'm sorry. I know this is disappointing. It is. I just want you to have fun at my special day. I will have so much fun in your special day. And in fact, I do – I own a pink sparkly shirt. And uh, so even though I won't be like up there at the altar with you, like, I want you to know, like, you know, you're important to me and uh, and I'm happy to do whatever else I can. Oh, what if I pay for half the dress? Um, I can do that. I can <laughs> I can make like oh, how much your dress is even. I can. I don't know either. I can make 50 bucks work. No worries. Cool. <laughs> that was really sweet. See, like it's possible. Yeah. I think that if you stress like I didn't see this coming. Uh, I want to make this right in any way that I can. You are extremely important to me, and I wouldn't do this unless this was an emergency. Here are the things I can do Here instead. Here are the things I can do and instead. And don't list things that you can't actually do. Yeah. Trin's actually a great MC and a great copywriter. Thank you. So she wasn't, she wasn't pulling that out of nowhere. It's true. I am. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, yeah, like, if you are a great DJ, um, that's a major expense that uh, a couple would be really happy to have somebody that they know and trust to do instead. Absolutely. I think that that brings us to... I am a, a wedding guest, so you're not an attendant. You're not a bridesmaid, groomsman, grooms person, etc. Are you a plus one? Oh, maybe you're a plus one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're a plus one and you fuck up the wedding, that's really fun. Oh boy. <laughs> oh gosh. You know what? Let's talk about the plus one thing because that's a very interesting it position totally to be in. Because you don't know anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe you kind of know people, or maybe you're meeting their entire family all at the same time at once. That happened to me. <laughs> and maybe they have so much fucking family. A little overwhelming? Dozens upon dozens of Canadian Irishmen. <laughs> um, yeah, that's hard. Um, so if you're a plus one, this is another one of those times where you are there for somebody who is not you. Yep. You are, you will dance when called upon. You will be a plus one in the sense of the word. Yes. You are truly that. You don't even have a name. You're just a plus one. <laughs> I've been a plus one and I don't dance. Uh, but my uh, my partners have uh, inexplicably always been dancers. They're dancers. I don't know why. But the golden pelvis has been bestowed upon everyone I've ever dated. Uh it's very easy to be a plus one when your partner dances because all you have to do, all you do is stand and kind of like just move your hips and maybe fists to the beat. You put one fist in the air. Yes. Other fist down. Yes. And then you switch up, down, down up, down. down. Now you're dancing to you're any beat. Right. Yeah. You don't have, here's something about dancing that I think is important. You don't have to be good at it. No, and no one is. You just have to be. You just have to do it. Except that one person to dance for that's really good. And it makes you mad. Yeah. Like, yeah. let that person sparkle and shine. And remember that no one's looking at you. Literally, that's always the person I'm with. Yeah. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> but it's also, like, good because it, it takes the pressure off. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, I'll just be doing, like, the fist down, um, up. Uh. Mm-hmm. Oh, now I'll I'm do that. dancing. And then, every, and then, like, I just, you know, you just let your partner do their thing. Yeah. 
the let, dance up on me, John Ralphio. Some of their sparkle is coming off on you. Exactly. And you both look like good dancers. Right. But if your partner doesn't want to dance and, and you do, I do feel that either you go dance by yourself, you know, just get it out of your system right. for a if few. If you've got a beat in your hips, it needs out. Right. Uh, but the general thing of being a plus one is you are there to make your uh, the person who is the guest feel more comfortable and at ease. Yep. In my opinion. Yep. That's your role. Yeah. Quiet, fun, supportive. You can dance if you want to. You can leave your friends behind. <laughs> you also, uh, like, I would say read the room as far as drinking is concerned. One oh, man, major mistake. I'm not good at that. <laughs> <laughs> One major mistake an attendant can, can make is uh, not reading the room. Uh, uh, excuse me, not an attendant, a guest. If you're a wedding guest at a dry wedding and you bring alcohol with you, Whoops. that is bad. That is Whoops. a bad move. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah. I've done it. But do as I say, not as I do. But I I also think there's a huge difference between you go to a dry wedding and you bring like a little flask you take a nip of. Yep. Or bringing a sixer and passing it around. Absolutely. Yeah, that I've never done. Every alcohol I've stuck in a place has been for me and me alone to get through the thing. (laughs) Whatever to get you through. I'm also a very polite, quiet drunk, so I'm not there to like smash beer cans against my forehead. Like I know this about myself. I'm a very seasoned drinker at this point. I know thyself and I do. I think that's really important, Thank Jen. you. Just the same way some people go smoke a cigarette or smoke something else before they come in. And it's like how it, it's self-medicating. We all got to get through the day. And that's also part of your plus one's job as well. Yeah. Yeah, like, exactly. Your plus one cutting you off. Yeah. <laughs> Look out for each other. Seriously. The you last know? wedding I went to, I'm actually not a big drinker, but the last wedding I went to was a drinky wedding mm-hmm. in which they had a shot ski are you familiar I with the concept? I am familiar, concept? yep. Uh, if for those of you uninitiated, it's when, they, which I was, uh, there's more than one shot glass glued or fixed somehow on a ski in such that many people must shot at the same time. Uh, so I, I was obligated to do such thing. Oh, uh, which is which for me was okay. If yeah. I really didn't drink, I would totally, just say no. Totally, totally. Uh, but what did you do I, a shot of? Uh, I I got I don't know what it was. It tasted lemony. Okay. Um, so I I did a few shot skis, but I only filled mine like a quarter of the way. Perfect. So I was participating, but not getting hammered. <laughs> oh, Trin, that's great. So there are ways you can get around this. I, again, like um, if you don't drink, you are absolutely not obligated to drink. If you want to fit into the vibe in such a way that you drink a little bit, that's also fine. One of my proudest moments ever was when I was at, uh, I had some friends in town and I was actually too hungover to drink again and people kept pushing drinks on me and they were like, do this shot, do this shot. So they handed me a shot and I lifted it up and then I threw it in a plant. It was a fake plant too. <laughs> so, the, so the plant didn't die and also so no one noticed except one, except I think it was my brother who noticed and we made eye contact across the room and he just smiled and shook his head like, oh, that was smooth. That's also I know. really funny. Yeah. So don't kill a plant. Eh. But it might Maybe be worth it. It might be worth it. The plant crossed you. <laughs> so let's talk about ways people fuck up weddings. Yeah. Um, S- such as killing the plants there. The greenery is probably very expensive, so don't do that. I, you know what? Okay, so this is not on the list that we made. And, yes. and so we, we made a list that says ways people fuck up weddings. We don't think that our audience will be this bad, but just in case. Um, I have heard way more than one story of people purposefully or accidentally stealing something from the wedding. Oh, my God. How? Um, like what? 
uh, my friend gets so drunk he stole a giant vase of flowers or something don't from the hotel. Do that. That'll, no, don't do that. It was one of my weird drunk friends. But um, they woke up in the morning and there was a giant vase of flowers, like a huge one, like like shoulder yeah, height. Yeah, like, yeah, I can picture it. And, and they were like, I don't know where this came from. And then they had to like just stealthily return it in the morning. Woof. Well, at least they returned it. Yeah. Um, don't steal presents. Don't do that. Literally, oh, I've seen this happen. Uh, yeah, I've seen this happen too. It happened from the car New Year's Eve party a couple years ago. A People fr- just stole stuff? Uh, one of my drunk friends. Oh, stole, I remember, remember this. this. Stole a present from the like, what, what were we doing? Or like a, it was uh, like a Secret Santa. We yeah, were doing Secret, Secret Santa. Santa and someone yeah. took someone's Secret Santa present and they made a huge joke about it. And then they emailed me the next day and were like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. And I was like, I'm not answering this email. And then I got follow-up texts that were like, please answer the email, we feel so bad. And I was like, you should feel bad. <laughs> you stole from my party. And they did not get invited next year. Well, so, and that's the other thing. Like, if you fuck up, apologize immediately. That's right? it. Yeah. 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 Try not to fuck up yeah. somebody else's wedding. <laughs> but if you do, oh, here's another way to, to mess up. Don't fucking wear white. <laughs> What are you doing? Yeah, there's a reason that was a really funny joke on the office wedding episode. It's because only a like a, no one should do that. Do, like it doesn't like you will you do not know how people feel about wearing white at the wedding. It may be that the bride is not even wearing white. Yeah, it could be an ivory or a blush or, or whatever. Or red. Like yeah. who knows? That'd be awesome. But I think that it is smart and prudent to regardless just don't wear it. Just don't yeah. wear don't wear a white tux. <laughs> don't wear a white kilt. Yeah, don't do that. Just don't do it. Like it, it doesn't matter. Do not celebrate other happy things. Yeah, I people get really touchy feely about. Oh, you're getting married on my birthday. <laughs> uh yeah. Do you know how hard it is to find a venue and a date where like everyone can make it? Yeah, I'm gonna get married on your birthday, and you're gonna like it. Yeah, and uh, it, I don't care if it's your birthday or, or if you just had a baby. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Um, you're 32 years old. You still need to have a birthday on the day you got you got birthed. Come on. That's have it the next Saturday. No. If if you want to celebrate those things, which you should, you know, you can go celebrate them at a time and place that are not already dedicated to somebody else. Yeah, just deal with it. Don't expect the couple to honor you. No, they got a lot going on. Yeah. <laughs> I've been at a wedding where they brought out like a cupcake from the back with like a candle. That's so cute and such a courtesy. It's very, very sweet. Do not expect this and do not be sad if they don't do this. Where's my cupcake? Oh, Where's my wedding? Can I cut the cake too? Oh, boo. <laughs> oh, man. Do, you, do not propose to somebody at somebody else's wedding. Oh, that'd be hilarious. Oh, that'd be the worst. That'd be the worst. The worst awkward thing you could imagine. It oh. literally happens, though. Have you ever seen it happen? I haven't seen it happen, but I've read so many yeah, advice I columns. I know it happens. Yeah, because people get swept up in the romance, and they they don't know how to handle their alcohol, and the music is playing, and it's romantic, and they're like, let's just get married. <laughs> ah! Ah! It's so romantic that I'm going to do something incredibly selfish and rude right now. <laughs> uh, I've read about people proposing like on the dance floor of somebody else's wedding. That's... I know. Like, I feel like if you do that, then you are required to pay for part of the venue cost. That's so funny, Trin. I love that idea. Because you just used their party to celebrate you. Yep. So yep. you have to pay for part of this. It's kind of like stealing. It's like time theft. It is. It <laughs> so is, Jen. It's time theft. Oh, my God. <laughs> what, other, what other ridiculous things that do people do? Well, honestly, people complain a lot. And uh, there's definitely going to be something at this wedding as a guest. There's going to be something that you don't agree with 
or that is awkward to you or you're going to see a family member do something weird. I was on, one outside a lovely wedding where like an uncle and a young, a much younger woman got very drunk and they got a little grindy on the dance oh floor. Boy. And it was kind of like, oh my God, I this is gross. You're going to see stuff like that and you're going to put it out of your mind. None your business. None your business because you're there to be a friend. Yes. Um, But next section, these are not fuck ups. Uh, it is not a fuck up to stand for yourself or other guests if you want to, uh, to yep. f- and to feel comfortable. Um, we definitely think it's best to avoid conflict at weddings when you can. But sometimes the conflict is thrown upon you. That is so good. And like, yeah, like if someone says something really hateful toward you, we're not saying like smile and take it. No, no, you don't have to uh, to, to grin and nod if somebody says a homophobic remark or ah, the old ball and chain. No, you don't. You don't have to do that. Um, and if you're in a privileged position, then you are kind of obligated to say something. I agree. I think you're obligated to shut that down. Yeah. I, and there's a huge difference between, um, you know, like Paul Ryan is a fuck boy who accomplished nothing other than systematic murder of the poor, which is, sounds like something that I would say. Um, but you can try and, instead. Paul Ryan's policies make life a lot harder for the poor and for people who look like me. And it, it makes me sad to think that you side with him. That's really good. Because then well you're not swearing Yeah, at a wedding. Yeah. I mean, I think one of the reasons why I kind of flinch at weddings that I don't really... I've never totally connected with traditional weddings other than the very obvious sexist stuff. It's like you're you're supposed to tone it down a little yeah. and be a little formal in a way that you normally aren't. And I feel weird asking my friends to do that. And this is one such case where I wouldn't want my friends – like I wouldn't want to fight to break out. But right. I wouldn't want them to just stand there and take it if one of my cousins says something bad. Right. That would be – I'd be so embarrassed. I know. Isn't it – <laughs> that's something that I, I think that – white people in particular we need to talk more about is that it, your racist family should be embarrassing to you yeah and like not invited yeah and like and if if you have really terrible people in your family that that you are afraid will say homophobic stuff to your gender queer friend then opt to invite the gender queer friend and not these homophobes who have no business being in your life you have to kick them out yeah you have to stop rewarding the bad behavior by inviting them to stuff yeah and and i and i know that there's going to be times where you have to say something like okay mom like i want you to come to this but uh my divorced friend is going to be here and i need you to tone it down and not tell her she's going to hell you know yeah and yeah. as as embarrassing as it is for you to have a shitty mom who thinks these bad things about people, um, maybe warn your friends. Like, if it's your mom, like, I completely understand. Man, how do you deal with that? Uh, you don't. This is what I'm doing. Oh. You have a, a group of friends around you who are extremely understanding, have similar backgrounds, mm-hmm. uh, who love you anyway, and will support you the day of and uh, understand when a buffer needs to happen. Yes. Like, that's the thing is that, like, there's, a, I think, a difference between your embarrassing shitty family that you don't have to deal with uh, and then, like, your mom who you tr- – <laughs> I say this, my, my mom is actually, like, super liberal and cool. Um, but, like, if you have, like, a, a close family member who you love and you try all the time, yeah. you know, uh, nobody has a perfect family. Nobody has a perfectly, uh, like, accepting family it's not going to happen uh so as much as as much understanding as you can muster is important but also please don't feel like you have to grin it and take it
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm going to be making asks of some of my friends uh, to be understanding of some weird things my family might say, but I wouldn't ask that. Uh, I wouldn't put them in a position where they had to defend their own identity. Right. Like, that's just not okay. Yeah. There's, there's Not even for one day. There's a difference between a person who, like your cousin who's on who's on, on the path, you yeah. know? Yeah. Like, yeah. they're a pussy hat wearer, but they don't know what <laughs> transgender means, you know? Good uh, example. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're, they're doing okay. They're trying. They're getting there. They're getting there. Yeah. They're fighting their way up. Yep. You are not fucking up if you look distracting, quote unquote. Oh, like physical appearance distracting your clothing, your tattoos or whatever. Yeah. Like I I do think that it's good to, you know, polish it up, formal it up. Um, I mean, this is such an intense topic because people are like, oh, don't take attention off the bride. Don't take attention off the bride. But like uh, people. There's already so much attention on the bride. First of all. Yeah. I mean, like it's kind of like. If a friend asks me for advice on clothing they're going to wear to um, a job interview, I might say, like, great outfit, maybe button the top button. Yeah. Just something like that. Like, maybe that's the kind of thing you should have in mind when you're a guest getting ready for a wedding. Like, um, it might make – it just might make the bride and groom more comfortable. I don't know. So so I guess the line I want to draw is if you're the kind of person who only owns animal prints and seven-inch heels – you should not be required to buy a completely completely different outfit for this wedding. Oh, I totally agree. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, if but I would say like button up the animal prints then. Yeah, exactly. Right. Your your friend invited you as who you are. You are not fucking up by being yourself. And if you're you grab attention with your looks, that's what you do. Um, if somebody is mad at you for having like your beautiful dreadlocks at their wedding. Like, and they say that that's a weird, like, or whatever. If you're white. That's a piece. Oh, well, if you're white, then your friends absolutely can ask you to cut off your dreadlocks. Uh, But if you're not white and you have dreadlocks, uh, you should have the hair that you have. Absolutely. Good. Yes. Thank you, Trent. I think you did a good job navigating this question. Like, yeah, you have to, you know, change clothes for the setting. It's true. It's an unfortunate part of adulthood. But if that means totally changing your look and buying a new outfit, then like you shouldn't have to go or you shouldn't have to buy a new outfit. Right. Like it's um, and also I want to make sure that I I nail home the point that like being mad at somebody's dreadlocks is racist. Being mad about somebody's green hair is just a little stupid, (laughs) you know. Um, So although that these fall under the same category of like, oh, this is like a distraction at my wedding or whatever, like one of those things is racist and one isn't. Yep. Right. But um, but your friend's green hair, they shouldn't have to dye it brown for you. If they have four inch gauges and they just put in like you know um nice clear plugs for the wedding you have to be okay with that yep yeah okay great And if you're not okay with it that's kind of strange and you're a little controlling right and on the other hand you know if it makes you feel more comfortable to pretend to be a heterosexual for for the day that's okay like whatever gets you through this one piece <laughs> exactly what i was gonna say whatever gets you through this yeah seriously yeah so um the the end of that is you are not fucking up by being yourself. It's cool to button up a little bit. If anybody is mad at you for being who you are at a wedding, then they did not mean to. They did not mean to invite you. They meant to invite somebody who vaguely resembles your uh, relationship to the happy couple. Last thing. Last thing. Yeah. If you are having a religious or an atheist wedding, a secular wedding, mm-hmm. uh, neither of those things are fucking up. It doesn't matter how traditional your wedding is. It doesn't matter how non-traditional your wedding is. You're doing great. Yeah, I mean, that's the one thing I keep hearing a lot from my friends that they're not. You know, the thing that really makes this difficult is 
where money comes in. Yes. Because people, sometimes family members help out with paying for the wedding. And then they, it's like they feel like they have a stake in it. Mm-mm. They feel like it, the, instead of treating it as a gift, they feel like they can be like, well, sure, I'll pay for the wedding if you get married in a church. Like, I've heard that happening. I've heard that happen, too. Yeah, it's pretty common. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, like, and again, that's another one of those. If you want that money and so you're going to get married in a church, yeah. I, don't, I don't care. Do whatever you do, whatever helps you sleep. Yeah. Then the days leading up to the wedding. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this has been uh, the wedding episode with Jen and Trin. Uh, we This is probably part one. <laughs> yeah, I know. I feel like we got a lot of ground to cover still. Yeah, there's so much going on here. Because there's so many um, like weird relationship quirks when it comes to weddings, I feel like, that are brought so, out. Yeah, I mean... If you think you're worried about your family, like being having weird interactions or navigating family ties at your wedding, remember this. Wedding photographers literally talk to the bride and groom or groomsmen or brides or whoever's involved in the wedding beforehand to know to not accidentally get two people involved in the same photo. Wow. Wedding photographers will be like, oh, your parents are divorced. Do you think they'll want a picture with you? Should they do separate photos? Like they oh. will literally like I've, I assisted on a couple weddings in college um, and I was actually a head photographer at one of them. Uh, and that was like, it's very common. It's very normal to like literally write down, like, don't put Aunt Peg and Aunt Deborah in the same photo. Peg and Deb. Peg and Deb will claw each other's eyes out. <laughs> and like the photographer will be like, okay, yep. So like, yes, it is literally part of the professional industry to not <laughs> right. people interact at a wedding. It is so common to have atrocious family relationships. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? That so cool. baked into the industry of weddings. <laughs> Uh, if you'd like to follow us on Twitter, you can at Do Friendship. If you'd like to buy our garbage, you may at thefriendshipingstore.com. Thank you to Josh for editing. Thanks, Josh. Josh is our new editor. Don't um, miss you at all, Ian. <laughs> uh, Ian's in Japan, so we've got our, our friend Josh uh, editing for the next couple weeks. And we are going to post all this information to our Twitter. You can hire him for other projects. Uh, thank you to Lauren Gallagher for our design. Thank you to Ian Parman uh, for being in Japan. Thank you to <laughs> Alex Cox for making the studio work. Thank you to the guys scheduled in the studio after us because we're running a little long. Thank you to Molly Lewis for our theme song. And that's everybody, right? Yeah, nailed it. Oh, and them. Thank you for listening. You're welcome for talking. Do friendship at my problems. problems.